0: Started Parshas B'Shalach, Tovshin, Ayintes, Shabbos Shira, as we are in the middle of the Triumvirate, Yitzias Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yam Suf, Har Right, all in these three of the. Uh, again, every Parsha is a top Parsha, but these three Parshias are, are defining, as we know, uh, in in our uh, our history and when we think about the Parsha. So we'll start off again. We usually start at the beginning and we make it maybe ended up to, towards the middle a little bit, but uh, today we'll start with the middle. Start with the middle. We'll start right away with Az Yashir. Right away with the beginning of the Shira, Az Yashir Moshe. So there is a Medrash. Source number one quotes a Medrash. There's a Medrash in the Yalkut Shimoni. Uz Yashir Moshe uvene Yisrael hazos Lashem. Moshe and vene Yisrael sung this Shira, and every word is darshan by Chazal. What's the Uz? What's the Yashir? Right? It's not even Yashiru. Right? Moshe v'nei Yisrael, as shira hazos, why is it shira and not shir? Every word in this Pasuk is darshan. So we're going to focus on the last word, Lashem. They sung a shira to Hashem. Says the Madrash in the Yalkut, Lashem amruhu valolobasar v'adam. They sung a shira to Hashem and not to man. Right, and what does that mean? What man were they supposed to sing a shira to? To Moshe? Right, Lashem Amruhu, Velo, What's the Kavana of the Medrash? So, here in the Kamotzi Shalarav, uh, he quotes a Talmud and a Rabbi. Starts with Ezra Atiah, Rosh Hashiva Parat Yosef, uh, quoting a Pshat of this Medrash. Says the, again, there are ideas that we're familiar with, but he puts it in shot of this Medrash. When we went out of Mitzrayim, there were really two ge'ulos. Last week we mentioned two ge'ulos of, there were the Yechidim and there was the Tzivor. Each individual went out and also Klai Yisrael went out. But there were another way to look at it, two ge'ulos. And what is that? Ge'ulas Yisrael v'ge'ulas ha We went out and HaKadosh Baruch Hu went out. Shechinta Bigalusa. Hashem was in Mitzrayim with us, so to speak. Right? One could say that the greatest Kiddush Hashem was when Hashem... Has a nation that that bears his name and that, that bears the badge of of Avdei Hashem, so that didn't happen until you see his Mitzrayim. So Hashem Kaviyachol was was in bondage and was enslaved also. Gulas Yisrael Kaviyachol umishum kach. That's the message. What did B'nai Yisrael sing about? What was the icker of their focus? We should talk kach Torah Hamedrash L'Shabecha Z'Yisrael. Shakash Shibchu V'Sharu Lakadosh Baruchu. What was their kavana on which element? Lo Haisa Kavana Sa Yan Atzma The focus wasn't that they went out elit kavnu lahodo salkach shashchina kaviyachol nigal Afi Imam. The shachchina itself was nigal with Bnei Yisrael, and that was their focus, right? And then this, if this shot is true, then this connects to. Many of the examples that we have mentioned in the past of B'nai Yisrael always focusing on HaKadosh Baruch when HaKadosh Baruch always focuses on B'nai Yisrael. The Kbarah, the beginning of Masechah's Brachis, what does it say in our tefillin? Sh'ma Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. What does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Mi Yisrael, go'y echad ba'aretz. We each focus on each other. In Parshas Matos, when Hashem tells Moshe, you have to take revenge from Midian, Nikom Nikmas B'nai Yisrael, me'isa HaMidyanim. And when Moshe turns around and tells Bnei Yisrael what to do, Nikom, Nikmas, Hashem. right? We each focus on the other one's praise. Again, many other examples. That's why the Rebbe Yisrael, the says, we call it Pesach. We call the holiday Pesach. We don't call it Chagamatos. The Torah calls it Chagamatos. In the Torah, Pesach is Arab Pesach. But we call it Pesach. What are you doing for Pesach? We don't say, what are you doing for Chagamatos? Why? Because Pesach is a HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Passed over us guarded us by Makas Bechoros, so we call it Pesach, because that's the praise of Hashem. Hashem calls it Chag because that reminds us and Him that we left quickly without anything, without any food, Lech Lech by BaMidbar. So this is also part of it. We focused on a Baruch, who is being Yotzei, Chav Hashem's going out, the Shechina, the Kiddush Hashem, that took place with uh, Yetzirah Mitzrayim, and not so much or as much on Bnei Yisrael going out. Rebetzion uh, the his Talmid U'mamshich Darco, he quotes here from the Kabbotziy Shal Arav, quotes a different answer again to the question of what does the Medrash mean? La Shem Amruhu VeLo LeBasser Vadam. What exactly is it? Shtei Bchinos Hayivti Es Mitzrayim. Another two. Yivti Es Mitzrayim had two elements. Hateshua Shehaviyakadish Baruch Ol Yisrael. The fact that we were saved. Vahamako Shehaviyakadish Baruch Ol Mitzriim and that the Egyptians were punished, right? They happened to go hand in hand, right? They were punished and we were saved. But really, there's there's two. Hashem could have done one without the other. Hashem could have punished the Mitzrayim and we wouldn't have gone out. Hashem could have just taken us out and not let the Mitzrayim keep us in. And yet, there were both elements. There was the Onesh of the Mitzrayim and there was the Hatzalah of Yisrael. So which one of these do we focus on? bonin hayam. When we look throughout Az Yashir, what is focused on? Nigle ki teshua s'yishol n'uzkarash shalosh milim bil vad. Vayhi li lishua. Three words in the whole shira focus on we were saved. Vayhi li lishua. Everything else is about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's amazing miracles in punishing the Mitzriah. Baod iker ha-shira mukdashas lo'onsham shel ha Focusing on their own shim, which is a reflection of God's greatness. Right, why is that? <laughs> when a person is saved from his enemies, beliefs are fake. Right, we always focus on the fact that we're saved, not that the enemies are punished. Right, Purim is a perfect example. When do we have Purim? Right, in the world outside of walled cities, we have Purim on the 14th. Why? Because what does the Megillah say? That we fought on the 13th and we rested on the 14th. So we have Purim on the day we rested. And in Shushan, it took them an extra day. They rested on the fifteenth. So the focus of the holiday is the Hatsawa and the rest that they have after the victory and not the war. And yet here, every day, Az Yashir, right, we're supposed to, the post can quote, we're supposed to feel as if we're at the Yamsuf when we say Az Yashir every day. That's how we're supposed to feel. It's very hard. But that's how we're supposed to feel when we say it. Az Yashir, Go, Go. But the whole content is the Mitsriam getting punished. Right, all of it. What happened? How much did they sink? How fast did they sink? And uh, the the they drowned. And the horses. Why such a focus? That's the question of the medrash. The question is the hidden question that the medrash is trying to answer. Why is there such a focus? What's the answer? Since, by focusing on all of these miracles that happened to them, that publicizes and makes famous everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. Right, until Amalek came along, everybody was shaking. And that's why uh their Hatzal is not focused on, and that's the and that's the shot of the Madras. Then he even adds and continues and says, that's what we say in the every right before. Hashem's ikr, as we just said, is saving Yisrael. That's what they focused on. They focused on the Mitzrayim. They focused on exactly what was happening to the Mitzrayim because that was the that was the kiddush Hashem. Okay, moving right along. There is a meshachachma that I thought we have done over the years, but um, seems like in my notes it wasn't. But maybe we did it a long time ago, but it has not been has not been done uh, recently. It starts over the Rambam. I didn't give you the Rambam, but the meshachachma will relate to the Rambam. Right? There is a question in halacha whether kedusha rishona and Kedusha Shniah, when we went into Eretz Yisrael, did that Kedusha last? That Kedusha might not have been eternal. That's a question in Meseches. Megillah and other places, the Rambam Paskins and Hilchas Beis HaVechira, Vav, Halacha Tezvav, and Tezayin, that the first time Bedei Yisrael went in, the Kedusha Rishona, was Kitsha L'Shaita, but Velo Kitsha L'Hasilavu, it did not last. When we were exiled by Churban Bayez Rishon, and we went out to Bavel the Eretz Yisrael lost his Kedusha. Lost the Kedusha. But when we went in the second time, Kedusha Shniah, and then we were exiled, that Kedusha did not dissipate. That Kedusha stayed. Kedusha Shniah, Kitsha Lashaita, That is what the Rambam says in Perigvav, the end of Perek in in Hilchas Beis HaBechira. And then the Ramam distinguishes between the kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash and the kedusha of the rest of Ereti Yisrael. Why do I say that the kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash lasts forever, while the kedusha of the rest of Ereti Yisrael is temporary at that time? Yisrael? So he explains the kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash was based on Hashem resting His presence there. So that never dissipates. But the rest of Ereti Yisrael was different. Why? So that is a question that has bothered many throughout the ages. Why does the Rambam hold that the first kedusha, when B'nai Yisrael left, that was Batel. But the second kedusha, when they st- when they came in, that stayed. Says the Rambam. The Rambam explains it, but then what does the Rambam mean? The Rambam says, the first kedusha was based on conquest. The first kedusha was based on Yeshua going in, conquering the 31 kings. The Kivan She'ala Ezra, the, the, and, that, and that's why... The first line, It was conquest. And once we were beaten and we were driven out, the conquest was, was batel. But the second kedusha. When they went up the second time, they didn't have to conquer. right? The Persian king gave them permission. Go build a base of Mikdash. It was delayed, then it started again. That was what was Ramam calls Chazaka, settlement. Not Kibush. Conquering, and that stays. So the Ravam explains it, but for the last 800 years, the Befarshim are bothered. What's the difference between the two? So there are many suggestions given. Why is conquest any weaker than Chazaka? But almost all these suggestions tell us that there's something stronger and more everlasting about the second Kedusha than the first Kedusha. And that's why the second Kedusha, the second would it lasts. That brings us to the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma says exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. All the Mepharshim say the second Kedusha was stronger and more lasting. And that's why it's still here. Conceptually. Says the Meshachachma, no, no, no. The first one was deeper and more intense. The first one. And that's exactly why it didn't last. I'm giving it away before we read it, but as the saying goes... The greater it is, the harder it falls. If one has a larger balloon and one pops it with a little needle, it makes a larger sound. And there's more of a mess of the balloon. Says the Meshachach, the first Kedusha was more intense, and that's why when it was Batel, so that it was it was no longer. Let's read where the Meshachach gets this from in our Pasik. Says the Meshachach, he's discussing the... Passing towards the end of the Shira. Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem. Ad Yavar Kanisa. Source number two. Until we say the double Lashon. But the Meshachachma points out that the Gemara, Darshins, on this Pasik, Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem. Hashem's name is in the first phrase. That's referring to the first time we went in. Ad Yavar Kanisa. You passed over. That's referring to the second Kedusha. Why does the first one have Hashem's name not the second one? The Meshachachma gives... A couple of of halachic suggestions, which we're not going to go into uh, totally. We're not going to get into the halachic uh, uh, examples that he gives, but let's read it in the middle. Nimsa says the uh, says the uh, mashachach we giving two halachic examples. V'alachin amru line sixteen. Ki Hashem elokim mishaleich v'karev machanecha. Hashem goes amongst your cams, emachane ha'aron. The nimsa. The kibosh Eretz Yisrael ha'yadeh ha'aron. The first time B'day Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael. how they go in? With Yoshua and the Aron and the Kohanim. That was a major religious parade. That was a Kibush. That was you walk around, the walls of Yericho fall down. And that's something. Kein beis ha'migdash ha'yadeh gilu Shchina. They built the base of Migdash. That was the pinnacle, the zenith of the conquering. When David Amalek brings the Ark back to Jerusalem, and he builds the base of he buys the land. That Shlomo builds the base of Migdash, That was the ultimate, the final stage. And there were the ten Nisan that took place every day in the base of Megiddo. But because it was so amazing, but it was also delicate and fragile. And the greater something is, sometimes it's more sensitive to any. Right, and a larger glass has more chance of breaking than a smaller piece of glass. So it was as if it was uh, it was removed. which didn't have an aron. Had we go in the aron was buried years before, decades before. Shalohaya Aron. Uh basic slohaya shinah, as the Gemara says in Yumah, the five things that were missing in Bayashini. Aron shchina, Aish, Kamosha Amru, Kamisha Dvaramchas Bayashani, so Parkama Di Yumah. As the Gemara had mentioned in Yuma, Dafhaf Rafalef. Imkane. Lohaviya Kadusha Burum Hamala. So the second time they went in. The Kadusha wasn't as intense. And and, uh, such a high level. Until when it broke, right, it didn't fall from such a high place. And therefore, it could still be here and it could still last. Says the Meshachachma. skip a line, and this is what it says in Mesachah Sota. That's the first Bia, Hashem's name in it. There's no Shem Hashem in that one. The first one and the second one. but because it didn't have Hashem, so to speak, open continue the Ashira to the Laola it remains forever. As he continues, Getting ready for the third base of English, which will come down from shamayim Rashi. That's a machlokas we shown him whether the third base of English will come down or we will build it. Machlokas Rashi Tosfus was there in Sukkah Dafem Aleph. He Yoni An example that he quoted before a lower kedusha, and therefore it was not ba'tel. So a halachic discussion based on the phrase at the end of, at the end of Az Yashir. Okay. Moving right along. Right after the Shira. Right after the Shira, Perak Tezvav, Pasach Aleph. So we have Miriam Hanaviyah singing, obviously with her instruments, the tremendous optimism that Miriam had shown. She brought out instruments, she obviously had the Bitachon. As we know, throughout every story, every story in Jewish history, the women are the ones that have the optimism. The women's the ones that have the mitachon, as we know, by the Cheta Egel, and by the Nashim Sitkanios, in, um, in Mitzrayim, and here too, Miriam. So, Miriam sings, and then what happens? Vayasa Moshe Sisro Miamsuf. Moshe takes them away from the Yamsuf. Vayetu a midbar sure. Vayelchu shloshis yamen ba midbar, velo They go three days without water. Vayavo marasa velo yachlu lishtos mayim, mimara kimarim haim, alkenkarash ma mara. They came to Mara. The water was all bitter. For know, we have the story uh, how the water is sweetened. But then it says, "Sham samlo chok umishpat v'sham <laughs> There, Hashem placed for us chok umishpat, or Moshe Rabbeinu placed for us. Sham samlo chok umishpat What is that referring to? What type of chok and mishpat did we receive in Mara? So we have Chazal and we have the Ramban and we have Rabbeinu Bahai. Chazal, we're all familiar with. Shamsam, what does Rashi quote? Shamsamlo. Bimara nasalahem mikses Parshio shel Torah. She is askubahem. He gave us some mitzvos. Shamsamlo chok mishpat. mishpatim, that's mitzvos. It says chok and mishpat. That's where Chazal, on the chok, oh well, what's the biggest chok? What does Chazal say? Rashi quotes it. Shabbos. Uparaduma Shabbos and parashamis, maybe one would say that's not a chok, right? Mishpat, right? That's the mishpat. Chok is paraduma, vidinim. Rashi quotes that. But if we look in the Ramban, source number three, Va'ani, I have to quote, quoting Rashi. Va'ani tama, lama lo piresh kana chukam why didn't it say it? Why didn't it say what the mitzvos were? Right? We always have. The Torah says which mitzvos are being commanded when there are mitzvot being commanded. He taught them. Hashem will command you about these mitzvot. It was to accustom them to see if they they were would would be happy with these mitzvot. It was like a trial run. Take a couple of mitzvot, see what your reaction is. That's that was our test. Okay, that's one shot. Chazal gave us certain mitzvos. They weren't officially obligatory yet, says the Ramban. Were they? It was more of getting into practice. Right? Does it say anywhere? We were given Shabbos and Mara. Yes. Were we obligated on Shabbos and Mara? When the Rambam in Menilchas Malachim discusses the history of mitzvos, and he talks about what each generation was commanded. Shabbos paradum adinim? Was that before? They were given here. But they were given in order for us to, to get used to it. Okay, that's all Chazah. Says the Ramban, I think there's a different Pshat. Al P, Pshat. V'yal derecha Pshat, says the Ramban. Line number two, 10. K'asharei chelu lavomi binbar. Hagadol v'hanorav et simon asher emayim. They just came out. They come to the desert. There's no water. Shom lahem b'michyasam v'tzarcheihem. Minhagim asher yinhagu bahem adboam al eras no shaves. You know what Cholko Mishpat is? Societal laws. Laws that you need to function as a self-sufficient, independent nation. This group of people called the Jews never had their own society. They've always been in Mitzrayim. They never decided when and how and what to do anything. They never had to make a decision in their life. They were forced to do whatever they needed to do. All of a sudden they come out. Like, what do you do? Shom sam choku mishpat. Let me give you some laws. V'ki minagi minag chok. Because you find customary behaviors are called chok. He quotes, other sokem ha-triveni lechem chuki, chuko shamai arets v'chein koas ha-david, v'chulu ke arishon rishon asher ha hayita mashkehu As we have back in Breshis. V'chulu... Maybe the Ramban says it was also teaching them how to talk to God. Don't complain. You know, when you ask for something, ask nicely. Get along with each other. Says the Ramban, Hashem told us how to be a mensch. That's basically what Choko Mishpat is. How to be, how to live properly. How to be nice to each other, how to act And if there happen to be travelers, Arab merchants passing by, how to act with them and treating them properly. They act They don't have to be a bunch of bandits as is commanded elsewhere, that the Machina has to be holy. That is the Chokul Mishpat, says the Ramban. Chazal say, they pick a certain number of mitzvahs. They ask the Ramban, why wouldn't those mitzvahs be mentioned? It has to do with, you know, life. So those familiar with the Ramban might think, hey, this reminds us of a different Ramban. And Chazal, right, says Shabbos, Paraduma and Dinim. So the Ramban here is saying Dinim. Because let's remember what the Ramban says in Parshas Vayishlach. I didn't give it to you again, but if you remember, the Ramban in Vayishlach has a machlokas with the Rambam. What exactly is the mitzvah of Dinim, one of the Sheva Mitzvahs Brei Noach, the only mitzvah say in the Sheva Mitzvahs Brei Noach, the other six are low says. The Rambam says Dinim is to set up a court system to judge the other six mitzvahs. A very limited view of what dinim means. But if you look in the Ramban, the Rabban argues. The Al the Ramban says, in Bayishlach Peraklamidal, Dinim Shabu Bray Noach, Besheva Mitzvah Shelahem, Ainam La Hoshiv Dayonim Bachoth Lachuplach, Bilvad. Yes, to set up a judicial system. Avalsiva Osam. But he commanded them Bedine Geneva, the Ona'ah, the Oshek, Vishar Sakhir. Stealing and uh, not ripping people off and paying your workers on time. Vidine Shomrim, Vaone, Sumafate, Vavus Nezikin, damages, Choba Bechavero, fighting, Malve, Love, mekach, Memkar. All the laws that you need to have a functioning, viable society. That's what Dinim is. So, that's what the Ramadan says here. That's what they got. Sham Samlo Choku Mishpat. We were given by Akkadish Barachel, which is fascinating. It shows that. It's not something that comes naturally, or at least not doesn't come naturally for a group of two million people who were just slaves for 210 years. Maybe somebody who grew up free, you know, has some inkling, but if you've never witnessed it, you don't know. So that's why Hashem had to teach them at the beginning of this experience of freedom. He had to teach us what exactly to how to, how to function and how to behave. So we have Chazal and we have the Rampai. If we turn now to the Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu Bachai. Source number four. See, he does it in a different order, right? Because the Rabban always starts with Rashi. So the Rabban quoted Rashi, based Hazal, Chazal, expanded a little bit, gave his own pshat. The Rabbeinu Bachai says, Let me start with the pshat. Heim chuke hamidbar. Kimosha hayavi shurin malachmanig. <laughs> Same as the Ramban, just in short, how to act with your family, how to act with visitors that come from faraway lands. Limkar lehem to sell them. Right? When we think of the bnei on the midbar, we don't think of any like any Arab merchants passing by through the desert meeting the Jews. But the Ramban and Rabbi both say that it happened. Right? And part of the Shum Sum law was how to behave and how to act with the other nations. Right? That's what, it's clear that that's, they, uh, they both mentioned it. But then there are, Ben Machai quotes another idea, which we haven't seen before. The Yeshapir Shu. Some say, Shom sam lo choku mishpat, Shelimdua Baruch Hu, Chachmas They were about to be in the desert. Right? There weren't any groceries nearby. They were going to have to live off of the land a little bit. At this stage, the mon didn't happen yet. Did they only eat the mon? Well, what does it say here? They were taught a little bit about gardening, horticultural expertise. <laughs> what are good things? What are the kochos, The schoolers of these, right, the Dudaim. Some plants, some berries give you life and some berries are poisonous. Some heal and some make you sick. And they have opposite. Some things are sweet, used for sweeteners and some things are used for making things bitter. Some of them are natural, some of them are a little more... Skuli, but says the Ramban, says the Rabbeinu <coughs> Bachai, this is chokum mishpat. We have no idea and cannot explain how it works, but it does. u mishpat? Who ateva she b'mishpato she tivo It's essence, right? This is. There weren't so many things that might be growing in the desert, but at least uh right there is a there is a gemara. There's an no, artofus and an Arachayim. That talks about, maybe you just ra- around where they were, there were growths. Because after all, the Lama I learned that from what they did in the Mishkan. The Mishkan was in the desert. Where they do Zoreah, Choresh, Kotzer. Nothing grows in the desert. So maybe there was. Right? There's a Toses, I think, in Messechus Chulam that says that around the Be'er Miriam, things grew because it made it fertile. But either way, this is the third shah. What is Choku Mishmat? All about plants. V'Sham Niso at Azeh. V'kach Omar, But... Then what is the continuation now? Now we understand the continuation. Unbelievable. Where does he get this from? What's the next pasuk in the Torah? If you listen to everything I say, and you listen to my mitzvot, I won't make you I won't make you sick. Right. Shiloh. If we're not sick, what do we need Hashem to be the doctor? Right. The best medicine is preventative. Okay. But either way, the very next pasik is something about medicine. Something about medicine. Rabbin Bachai relates this pshat to that pasik. And to a Gemara im Sachem. If you listen to Hashem, klomar. In other words, there was a very controversial Sefer HaRefuos in the days of Tanakh. Sefer HaRefuos, and there was a Machlokas we shown him why it was hidden away. Sefer HaRefuos. Why? One of the Pshatim is? Because people kept looking in the Sefer HaRefuos and thinking that that's the salvation and not focusing on Hashem. Not focusing on Hashem. Says Rabbin B'achai. let's keep that in mind. Chlomar! What does it mean if you listen to me? Even though I am giving you all of this knowledge, and you can get healed from them, don't think that this thing is purely going to work separate from a kaddish baruch hu. And you don't have to daven. I don't have to daven. I am just taking this medicine. This medicine always works. No, It's not the tzmachim. It's not the herbs. It's not the plants. It's not the medicine. It's a baruch and therefore. Rabbi Rabbi relating it to that sugya of Chiskiyo and the Sefer Rafu'os, that's the connection between these two psukim. Because Hashem teaches us all of this, but he says, don't forget Hashem. Right? There's a chiyuv to take medicine, but what does the Shulchan Aruch say? The end of Chilik Beis in the Mishnah Brua. The Shulchan Aruch quotes, many people don't do it, but it's a nice idea to do, there's a something to say before we take medicine. It's a something. Not a Bracha, but it's Filah. Right, this should be this. This should work. This should help my headache. This should help, right? Because we have to remember, it's nothing about the medicine itself. It's a, the medicine is a shliach hakadosh baruch hu, and the person who tells me to take the medicine is a shliach hakadosh baruch hu. Three days, Sham Sam Lo Choku Mishpat Chazal, the Ramban and Urbena Bachai in his adding adding that Okay, moving right along. Tesvav Chafav. Let's continue the pasuk that we just read. Pasuk that we just read. So what's the tnai If we listen to Hashem, and we follow what's straight in the eyes of Hashem. Okay? That's about it. That's all we need. We have to do what's right in the eyes of Hashem. And you listen to the mitzvos. <coughs> Isn't that somewhat repetitive? We already says, Vahazanta Limit Svosa, what's the extra? Vishamarta Kalkhukov. Sounds like all the same thing, all three. So Alderakdruh Sherbavram Shore and Halakha Valibuv. Source number five suggests as follows. Hapasik Maskil Bishmiya Viachaksi Vahazanta. It goes into Vahazantah. Rashi Hate Tate Oznaim Lidakbahem. And it read the Rashi as a Rashi says. hazanta turn your ear to be medaktik. What does it mean, Hazat in the Mitzvot in the Mitzvot. Quotes, he quotes from the Sefer Zer Zahav. Based on the Medrash, it's also a Zohar that the Mishnabruah quotes in the beginning of his Adama T'chela Gimel of the Mishnabruah. Amar of Adah. Ramach, Mitzvot Zaseh, Yesh There are 248 Mitzvot in the Torah. Communion Evarim Sheba Adam, which is the number of limbs in a person. And every day, the limbs scream out at a person. We don't hear it. But the limbs are screaming out, "Otanu, Do us! Do the mitzvahs! Every limb that's connected to another mitzvah is screaming, Do my mitzvah! You'll get Arichaz yamim, because these limbs will live long. These limbs will live past 120, because each limb that gets the chius from the mitzvah will live for eternity. Vishasa mitzviz lozase, as we know, 365. l'osase is communion yemos achama, related to the days of the solar year. Right? We go by the lunar months, but the solar year. Ubachal yom vayom, shachama zorachas, achi shokas, and every day, so vachas vomeres la adam. Every day, the day screams out at a person. Gozrani alecha. Bimishihigia yamecha al t'avar bias razos. Today, don't do this Aveira. Every day, every day of the year, right, we're told. Don't do the, doesn't mean that on the other days we can't do that Aveira. It just means don't do this Aveira. Every day symbolizes one. The three sixty five two forty eight. So what does the Pazak say? Listen to the mitzvos. The the mitzvos are screaming at us. We have to listen to the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are toveya us to be done. And this is, listen, ki ha The mitzvahs are our pneemius, our, our neshama. The hema that's what gives us ultimate, eternal life. And the evarim tovim limbs, tafkidam being lahem us. Every part of our body, every toe, every finger, every 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 little part that we often you know don't know we don't know exactly you know what the, what the reason for everyone you know, a person can live without two kidneys right there's an unbelievable chesed so why does the person have two kidneys right Hashem didn't just give us like a spare tire right there's obviously a reason it's obviously a reason obviously if there's a chesed right somebody has money there's a reason for it so so the reason might be to share in some unbelievable unbelievable cases but either way everything every limb has a mitzvah that, that it screams out one The continuing in the next paragraph ki Yisrael, shro adam amisro that we resolved to have 613 mitzvos every one of our limbs is connected to a mitzvah and as previous chayes amiti shu ramach mitzvot that say and we resolved to this because avram avinu he committed to avgarz baruch Quotes the pasuk right on the in Shmini. Every ever every limb of ours, and we have to recognize that that is ultimately our true self. If we do the mitzvos, because we know our goof is not here forever. That's not our real self. Right? On the blip in history, 120 years is is nothing. It's a kachalom ya'uf, or kitzitz the the whole lasha now on uh, on Yamim no Rahim. So the iker, what is it, it says forever. Elochaine Shammah Shanasata be Tahorahi, tarta. Tayetarta, Vatamashamar Bekirmi, Menilach Zira The Neshama lasts forever. And the mitzvah, that's Keneged, that limb, helps it live forever. Second column. We have to recognize. And that's what we have to recognize. And in Mitzrayim, we were begullus. In Mitzrayim, we didn't have these Mitzvos. And that is why, and at the end of Mitzrayim, we needed, we needed to come back. We needed to come out. And then he quotes the, uh, the whole Mitzrayim experience was maybe to get us to recognize that the Guf is not the Iker right we started off our existence by by pushing down the goof by negating the goof in mitzrayim so when we come out we could recognize go straight in 7 weeks later to the mitzvot and that's what he quotes. He goes from the Svasemes on the bottom left. Shecho Vinova v'nava Sfasemes the Pasukin Shira Shirim V'yemea Golos I was black. I was dirty in the days of the Golos. Ki taklis ha'golos ila hashkir The purpose was to lower the guf. Ha'yedei ha'scho ra'ani ha'yedei But through that I became beautiful. V'zochen liros ha'noi ha'amiti Sh'yizgala hanova And that starts with V'ha'zantel ha'mitzvosa. Okay Moving right along to the next pasik. We're focusing on these few psukkim right here. These few psukim right here. Next pasik. So what happens? We just had the experience of Mara. Next pasik Hamishhi. They come to Elim. There there were twelve fountains of water, seventy date trees. Plenty of water. Says the What was the previous section? And what's here? We don't always realize this. They came to Mara and there was no water and they complained and they didn't complain in the right way and Hashem sweetened the water and then they come to a place with tons of water. Tons. Sh'teim esrei enos mayim v'shivim tamarim. Unbelievable. So many. Rashi says 12 shvatim, 12 enos mayim, 70 tsmarim, 70 Zakanim. What's the message? Says the chafetz says the Chafetz Chaim. source number six. There's a crucial message for life from this Pasuk. And he quotes, he quotes, They were in Mara one day. One day, says the Chafetz Chaim. Ha-adam hu We as human beings are show we have such a short vision, right? We only see what's under our nose, such short term. If they would have waited a day, they would have had shdei mesreinos mayim veshivim tamarim. But they couldn't and they didn't. Ubishvilze umislo tamir. We have a short term vision and that's why we're always complaining. Umalitaynis vetaromes. If they would have known in Mara that the next day they would have had tons of water, they wouldn't have complained. But we always just think of what's in front of us, the sorrow, the challenge. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Sometimes... We have to have, to, to have to have a long-term <coughs> vision. Right? Sometimes, and it's hard. Sometimes long-term can mean more than a lifetime. Right? Hashem, Shem's not bound. Hashem could do something, take a tefillah from today and use it in 400 years from now. It's very hard. But we learn from the message of these juxtaposition of sukkim. They went to Mara and then the very next Pasik, they come to Elim. There's plenty of water. Hashem is telling us this salvation always just around the corner. It might not be just around the corner for you, but you don't know. But just around the corner, we always have to try to have the bitachon to know that the challenges are short-term and Hashem has a plan. Hashem has a plan. In the Otsur HaTorah, he quotes this thought of the Chavetz Chaim and he tells a story about the Chavetz Chaim. Ma Yisoye B'zman Chaim, there was a story. HaGon HaTzadik, B'lazer He was Mi'atzei, the Yeshiva of Womj. And he turned to the Chavetz Chaim and he wanted to know about a certain person who is suggested to be the mashkiach in the yeshiva. Chavis Chaim wrote a letter, Mukshav, a royal tafkid, Yeah, he's, he's the man. He's fine, he's good, he's a great candidate. You should take him for the Mashkiach of the Yeshiva. Khalver Mizpar Yam, a few days later, it was He Higia Lamanale Yeshiva Mivrak dachuf. A telegram, emergency telegram, came on Chalamoid from the Chavetz Chaim. He obviously thought it was so important. It was you had to write it right then. It was from the Chavetz Chaim and he was being chozir from his Hamlatzah, from his recommendation. I take it back. Why? A little bit after this um, group came to the Chavetz Chaim to ask about this person, this Tamar Chachem himself came to the Chavetz Chaim and, and complained, things are difficult, things are hard, I can't deal. Chavitz Chaim says, obviously this is a certain level and standard. To be a mashkiach in a large yeshiva, you have to have an attitude that temporary troubles and challenges are just that temporary. Where you are meant to uplift the masses, where you are meant to be optimistic and look for those to complain in a way that maybe the Chaim thought was inappropriate for somebody of his stature to complain. So, he says, I take back my askam. come, I don't think he's the right man for the job. Again, it's a little hard and challenging for us to hear that story. But the message for us, and Rav Shradron quoted this story, right? What does he say? The bottom, line 20, right? The, the Magid. You know what we learn from this story? Again, it's hard for us to relate to it, but we learn the message of savlanut, of savlanus, of patience, of patience in life. Very often, when things are challenging, when things don't think they're going to work out, you know, it ends up in an unusual way, in an unexpected way. Sometimes things work out when when situations look like they're impossible. It continues, and life continues. And says, Rav Shradron, right, if this Tamar Chacham would have waited and not complained, he would have gotten the mashkiach job of a big yeshiva. We don't know what's behind the corner. We don't know what's in store for us. We have to trust that Baruch Hu and know that every challenge is specifically tailored for us to, to, to meet the challenge and do our best to be able to make Hashem proud. But that's what we learn from Mara, and right after that is Elim. Again, many chataim throughout Tanakh, it's been mentioned before and pointed out, are based on lack of patience. Cheta Egel, Shaol HaMelech, not waiting for Shmuel to come back and offer Karbanas. Some even say Adam Arishon, that Adam and Chava could have eaten from the tree if they would have waited till Shabbos. But they didn't wait. So, so many, so many of the Chattuan. Okay. Um, one other halachic case, and then we'll end up with another thought. A Hashuke uh, in Baba a question just to bring up at the Shabbos table. Question to bring up at the Shabbos table. This was the story. Maitha Shahaya, the base there was a story in Ashul. Ruvain bought Chamishi. Parshas Bishalach. He bought Chamishi. Why? Skula. Parshas Amun. He bought Chamishi. He was very excited. He spent a lot of money, and he wanted to get the Parshas Amun. Skula. And then what happens? He called up for Chamishi. Great. And then after three psukim into Chamishi, the Gabai told the Valkori to stop because they were making a Hosafa because they needed extra Aliyah. So they start to close the close the Sefer Torah. So he had to make the bracha. So he got Khamishi, but I <laughs> I wanted the man. Does he have to pay? His phone in Rubain. Khamishi the Parsha haman. The God that wanted Adn Aliyah not to give me, I'm not paying. But I said I pay, I'm gonna pay for Khamishi. He never said he's paying for Parsha's Haman. He said he was paying for hamishi. So what do you say? He you could say, says Well, is it a shul that usually has Hosophos or not? If it has Hosophos, you have to be ready. There are some of those that have, and maybe if it's a shul that usually doesn't have Hosophos, then maybe it doesn't have to pay. Or do you say, and this is the context of the Gemara there in Bava do you say hadami modiin? Don't you say that, even though he didn't say a word, but the fact that he spent so much money more than an average aliyah, maybe that shows that he didn't buy hamishi. Maybe he bought Parshish haman. Right? A poor, regular, you know, normal aliyah wouldn't go for that much. So maybe you should say that? Or maybe not? He goes back and forth. Either way, I gave you the case. You can look at the, uh, marmakomos, whether it, um whether you say dvaram shavalevein am dvarim, or, or, um, or not. Okay. Let's end with the next section. The next section, Paragud Zion. Moving right along after the MUN, again, lack of water. This is by Shvi. They can't feed him There was no water. And they complain to Moshe, "Give us water! Give us water!" What's Moshe's reaction? Why are you testing God? Question one. How does Moshe's reaction and answer answer their question? Moshe, was thirsty. Why are you rebelling? Why are you testing God? What do you mean, why were they testing God? They were just thirsty. Question one. They were thirsty. Right? You brought us up. Right? We're so thirsty. Moshe turns to Hashem. What would we expect Moshe to ask Hashem? Hashem, I need water. They're thirsty. What does Moshe say? They're going to stone me. Stone me? They just ask for water. What does it have to do with getting stoned? And then Hashem says, Go in front of the Am. Take the Zakenim. And that Mata, that famous Mata, Take in your hand and go. Sounds like a very big production. Go in front of the Am, take the him and get them water. Why such a big production with the water? What exactly is going on here between the lines? So if you look in her by David Sefer in Shaila Avi, in source number 10, he asks a number of these questions, and he also points out one other question. At the beginning, when it says, they were thirsty, it says, ve'ein mayim Lishtos ha'am. How will we translate those words? There was no water to drink the people. ve'ein mayim lishtos ha'am. That's an unusual phrase. Why did it say it that way? So explains Rabbi David here, and I gave you the whole the whole piece. The message of these psukim are, and he quotes that some suggest really there was water. Vein mayim l'shos ha'am, but they found room to complain anyway, because sometimes sometimes we have it by a child, sometimes by us. Whatever you give them, they're going to complain about it. They're going to find something wrong with it. Sometimes it's human nature. Sometimes it's part of our personalities. It's hard for us to see the positive. Okay. But Moshe Rabbeinu was able to read between the lines of what Bnei Yisrael were up to. And that's what a true leader has to do. A true leader doesn't only, true parent also, parent has to read also, but... As a leader is the context here, a leader has to know and be sensitive to what's behind the shaila, what's behind the complaint. Line eighteen in source eleven. (laughs) Sensitivity to understand the roots of what's behind it. (laughs) A mistaken understanding, even slight. It can be totally fake and a misunderstanding of exactly what is going on. Moshe Rabbeinu realized this was not about water. Moshe realized it was about, against the Baruch Hu, a lack of bitachon. So what does he say? We want water? He says, Mat why are you testing? Takarish Hu. And when they get angry, what does he say? Not just water, on Maruskaluni. Because when people don't believe, when people don't have the the uh, submission to authority, so then who knows what's going to happen? Odma'at u'skaluni, and that comes from a lifetime, right? He quotes Yeshua ben Nun after after by the eagle didn't have it. He heard sounds, he didn't know what was going on. Kol mochama, Moshe Rabbeinu says it's not a kol mochama. because sometimes it comes from experience. Moshe Rabbeinu's ear, Moshe Rabbeinu's eye, and he quotes in twelve. Maybe that's the pshat the Gemara Sanhedrin, the Gemara Sanhedrin says that, that Mashiach is going to be able to smell the right, the right halacha. right Because it means a certain a certain life wisdom that comes from reading between the lines of people's behaviors. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs from the leaders. We have to not only see what's in front of us, but we have to realize what's behind the shayla and what's the ikr and what's the Tafel. And sometimes you only see the Tafel. And Moshe Rabbeinu realized that and he was able to um, appreciate where they were and what they needed and give them uh, and their request to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and what Moshe Rabbeinu asked was exactly appropriate for where they were coming from. Okay, we'll stop here. We will continue next week with Maimed Harsina.